Hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 78. I'm not sick anymore. Hey guys, I did it. I defeated, I nuked the thing that was inflicting me and my body, and it's all dead, and I won. I, uh, I thought I could fight it. I thought I could fight it naturally, but I was getting worse and worse. So over the weekend, went to urgent care, got some some uh, Z-Pack, not Xanax, a Z-Pack, and uh, basically I'm I'm the antibiotics. I'm nuking my body, and supposedly you're ruining your whole um, bacteria or something. I'm just gonna say genome to sound smarter. I don't know if I'm using the right word. Genome. I'm I'm uh, I'm I ruined it, and supposedly it takes two years to rebuild after that. So uh, I'm in a rebuilding process. It'll be okay. We'll be okay. Uh, I spoke to a doctor friend. He said that that might that there's no real proof that it, like for instance, they say, "Oh, take probiotics after." He goes, "There's no real proof that that helps." He goes, "It doesn't hurt to do it," but he said, "There's no proof it helps." So, but I, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but this week there is a lot to talk about. I want to talk about PewDiePie uh, quitting Twitter, and I think he's right, and I think he's good. And I want to show you a video he made because um, he – usually I show videos that of things I hate. So I want to switch it today and show you a video of something I like. But before I get to that, I want to talk about Harvey Weinstein's big old balls, and he's maybe innocent. Now, I know that's not a popular thing to say, and I think I've maybe mentioned this before because I kind of vaguely remember talking about how Bill Cosby is probably guilty just because there's a lot of proof with uh, with the druggings and stuff. I don't know, whatever. So Harvey Weinstein, though, he has balls, and the reason he has balls is because he uh, he has more than 80 people accusing him of sexual assault or misconduct or whatever and uh he has the balls to say in an interview he uh i deserve a i deserve a pat on the back when it comes to women now for someone facing jail time and also having to pay 40 million dollars i think it was in damages uh and to say that after big old balls also if you've seen the pictures of him with the walker i think he's he's definitely He's definitely lying about that. I don't think he's on the verge of death, but I think he's trying to get sympathy from people. So more than 80 people have accused him of, of sex, assault, or harassment. But for Harvey Weinstein, it's still all about himself. Okay, so the re- before I get into this, it's an article in page six. Before I get into that, I, I think he's innocent because it was a quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Oh, someone, let me stop for a second. It's very rude to say that some things are gay. Like, what do you mean by that? Okay, so Francis six Francis 6927 4624, I guess because all the previous numbers have been taken on on, uh, on Periscope, she's saying, why, why am I calling things gay? Some things are literally gay. Like, I'm actually talking about literally gay stuff. So uh, before jumping on me and... Uh, Harping on your high horse. Uh, just listen to me, Francis. Sixty nine twenty four thirty eight, or whatever your username is, you boomer. Um, 
that's that the people like that especially when they don't have a profile picture they are the ones who they type in the username they want and then it says that's not available but may we suggest francis 69 24 48 38 and you go well i guess that's the that's close to the one i wanted because you don't know how to use technology and you're gay so uh (laughs) i mean you know that's what you get for being dumb on on online you don't understand anything actually you know what the internet was a mistake i'll get to that later but um harvey weinstein is a piece of shit but you don't get arrested and thrown in jail for being a piece of shit so everyone's saying he's a rapist there is still yet to be any proof that he is so but what about sadwater what about the 80 women who have gone forward oh you mean the 80 millionaires he made Oh, you mean the 80 women who come forward 20 years after, after making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars off of just sucking his dick? It's a quid pro quo. Um, You feel bad about it 20, 30 years after, and you're a piece of shit. And the reason why you're a piece of shit is, is because if you actually got sexually assaulted or raped, not only do you go to the authorities then and there, but you also want to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. This is why your movement and your feminist movement is pure bullshit. Because it's really not about caring about women. You're opportunistic. A lot of movements are filled with opportunistic people. And yes, there are actual victims. This is actually shitting on actual victims. Because you're not creating a safe environment. You're basically uh, 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 allowing for Hollywood to be filled with pieces of shit like Harvey Weinstein. So if this guy actually sexually abused you and assaulted you and maybe even raped you, it's your job to not only go forward and and um, and sacrifice your paycheck if you actually cared about women, but you're supposed to you're supposed to go to the, to the authorities and and uh, and be and say, "Hey, this very powerful person in Hollywood is raping everyone." But no, He's not. He's a piece of shit, and he cheated on his wife or wives. He's had a few of them, or two or three of them, I think. And uh, and he took advantage. But it's not like it's not like you didn't get anything out of it. You got a lot out of it. But I think that this guy has such big old balls. And look, that's not saying that he didn't rape. He maybe did. I don't know. But it's still this. There's still no proof. Um, but he has such balls that he makes this about him. Look, in private, if you're this guy in private, it's okay to make this about yourself, you know, your, to your family and be like, man, I'm really getting fucked over by the system. Uh, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I I messed up, but, uh, you know, and then you can kind of get sympathy from your family, but for Harvey Weinstein to go to the press And you know how the press is, especially if you're a powerful person, you know how the press is. If you're a politician, if you're a producer, if you're any of these high power people, especially if you're a man, you know what the press is capable of. But you go to the press at your most dire time. You go to the press and then you say, I feel like the forgotten man. And then you say, uh, I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker. And I'm talking about 30 years ago. I'm not talking about now when it's v- when it's in vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it. And then it says he bragged. Yeah, but also he's trying to get sympathy. You're not you should not get sympathy from uh, the, the mob. 
everyone who's reading this, it's the mob. They hate you. And you, you have to know that they hate you. So, um, uh, he goes on to say, it all got eviscerated because of what happened. My work has been forgotten. You're trying to get sympathy from all these people. I mean, I don't think he's a stupid guy. For some reason, he's doing this. And maybe, to you know, because someone like me is going to talk about it and say, Harvey Weinstein has big old balls. But um, either way, I think it's interesting. He says, I want this city to recognize who I was instead of uh, who I be instead of what I I've become. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, he had to pay twenty five million dollars in civil settlement. And uh, Gwyneth, he says, he goes on to say, Gwyneth Paltrow in 2003 got $10 million to make a movie called View from the Top, Weinstein said, referring to the rom romantic comedy, and his decision to pay the star the hefty sum while he was the at the helm of uh, Miramax. She was the highest paid female actor in independent film, higher paid than all the men. He crowed. The movie ended up being widely panned, blah, blah, blah. So he's he even says, I think they wanted to embarrass me with regards to the sexual stuff, you know, with all the stars turning on him. Supposedly, Gwyneth Paltrow gave him a blowjob in the 90s and, and during uh, Shakespeare in Love time. And then, sh and then she got famous because of that, because of a blowjob. I mean, she's really not that great. But this has been going on since the beginning of Hollywood. I mean, and it will continue to go on as long as Hollywood exists. This is not surprising stuff. But because we live in the Me Too era and it, and it is popular to um, be a victim, it is a, it, it is a nice idea for these um, young actresses now to come forward about these sorts of things. And, and uh, yeah, you know, I get it. But I think that he has some big old balls to um, to be the victim. I mean, that not only does that take balls, but that takes uh, skill. If I was his advisor, or if I was him, I wouldn't think to do that. I would do the Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey got accused of raping a boy, and he disappeared for a year. And then he had some weird tweets and some weird videos he released but but it was a year it was a year of him just him just uh you know being being under the radar and and the thing is 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 uh people forget so it's best to just disappear really bad segue coming up but i wanted to mention this last week and uh, I was even surprised I was able to do a couple podcasts last week because I really wasn't feeling well. But I want this was huge online last week. Actually, I mean, this should have been nationwide news rather than not just live on Twitter. But because the victim is white and we're not supposed to care about white people, especially if they're on the right, then um, it's not news. And, and uh, it's kind of like if it bleeds, it leads. And this doesn't bleed for the for the media. This kid in November, and this was filmed, he's on a bus, and uh, he got beaten up horribly by three, I think three black girls and four or five black boys, and it was on the bus. He was um, wearing a MAGA hat 
uh, Trump hat. And um, it's uh, it's political violence for sure. These are 14-year-olds. It's still political violence. But I wouldn't rule out racism. And uh, I'm, I, I tweeted this. I'm curious why we never see a bunch of white students beating up a lone black student or, or person in general. I just don't see it. Remember the story of uh, the retarded white boy who was kidnapped by a group of black kids? This is, I think, during or right after the election in 2016 or 17. And he was kidnapped. I think it might have been in Chicago. And uh, they Facebook lived it and abused him. They didn't kill him, but it looked like they, they were torturing him. They were torturing him. I don't see the the opposite happening, and and these stories get swept under the rug. They should be national news. People should be outraged about this sort sort of thing. So the reason why this video was released was because the mom is suing the school. This was in November. This happened in November, but the video was released last week, and the mom's lawyer was like, yeah, you should release it. So, um... It says here five students. In, oh, so it's five students. Five students involved in the attack have been charged with misdemeanor battery in Hamilton County, Florida. That's it. Uh, shows a Florida boy getting. Oh, shows. That's uh, so I, I copy and pasted a tweet. So it shows a Florida boy getting pummeled by five teens on a bus. The boy's mother says the bullying stems from him wearing a Trump hat. But the school insisted it was unrelated to politics. Yeah. OK, that's the school basically covering their ass and uh this is what happens with public schools this first of all wouldn't have happened in a private school the the there would have been measures taken to avoid this kind of stuff maybe avoid a lawsuit but the video has 18 million views usually when a viral video when i see a viral video on um on, on Twitter, it's usually like 2 million views, 3 million views. But this transcends echo chamber. This had to have transcended ch- uh, the echo chamber on Twitter. This go this goes on Twitter. This crosses political ideology and party line. And um, and I really hope that she sues the, the shit out of that school and that something more severe happens to the, the kids who beat up this kid. So, I mean, it's 21 seconds. Let me see if... You'll even get anything out of this video. So this kid ended up in the hospital. And um, they're just pummeling his head. The The shitty thing is, is this kid should have better reflexes and he should fight back. But he didn't fight back and he, he barely even co- – it took him a while to cover his head. And um, and the problem with this is that usually usually in fights or, or usually when kids fight especially, they're, 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 people do hold back a little bit. So they'll hit you a couple times and then – but they don't stop. The pummeling is just nonstop. And it's – it's extremely hateful. This isn't like kids messing around, like calling each other fags or something. This is something that is oddly violent. I mean, you'd expect this kind of violence from Antifa and at a protest, not on a school bus with 14-year-olds. So you have to ask the question, what, do these, what are these kids taught in the schools? What are they, what are they being told in their household? 
and again, I mentioned this last week, but black families are broken. It's a fact. Most of the, they don't have fathers. There's no, this, if there was a proper family structure, if these kids grew up with a proper structure in their house, uh, they wouldn't, it doesn't, I don't think that this, these sorts of things would take place. But when you have broken kids, when you have a broken school system, when you have, uh, when you're constantly feeding people like uh, this, the propaganda, and when you're feeding their parents the propaganda, and when the school system is feeding the propaganda, then this is the outcome you get. And this is why the mother of that child is, is has all the right to sue that school for, and not only that, but the bus driver didn't pull over. No one pulled, this, 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 this should have lasted all but three seconds. I don't even hear the bus driver yelling like, hey, keep it down there. I don't know how to do it. Is there a bus driver accent? Are there bus driver accents? I got to learn. I got to learn how to um, how to do good imitations and uh, accents. And uh, I just got to be I got to be more talented. I'm not talented. I got to be talented. Hey, anyone out there knows how to teach me to be talented? Hit me up. That's my bus driver accent. But the bus driver didn't do shit. So I want to talk. Uh, so, yeah, there that is it, the, the, the crazy thing is that the media did, did not report on any of this. Even Fox News barely. This is this is such good shit for Fox News. And they didn't even pick this up. Fox News. And I know this for a fact is liberal. It's completely liberal, minus some of the the figureheads, minus some of m- minus some of the talking heads like Tucker Carlson and Greg Gutfeld and certain people like that it's liberals liberals control fox news and uh they don't want to talk about this they want to talk about the war on christmas there's a war on christmas you know what it's funny because i actually agree that there is a war on christmas i used to think that that bill o'reilly was a fucking idiot because he's the one who i remembered from years ago always talking about the war on christmas the war on christmas and i'm like guys there's a war on everything the war on drugs the war on poverty the war on terrorism the war on this the war on that when you keep saying so, there's a war on something, then it's hard for me to take it seriously, especially when you call it the war on Christmas. But 10, 15 years later, I kind of agree. There is a war on Christmas. I'm a Jew, and I believe that there's a war on Christmas. This whole notion of going out in a Christian country and saying happy holidays to be all PC is absolutely crazy to me. No, I want to say Merry Christmas. I want to see more Chris- Christmas lights. I want to see Santa everywhere. I want to see all these things everywhere. But happy holidays? Okay, let's break it down here. In a country of 300-something million people, this is, I think, maybe 75% or more Christian. And uh, so the three holidays we in the holiday season that we're talking about when people say happy holidays is Christianity, it is Judaism, which there's, like, what, 5 million of us in the whole country? Maybe a little bit more, I don't know. 10 million and uh the third holiday is a fake holiday called kwanzaa which was invented in the 1960s by um i know he's a communist a black communist dude who was um not a black panther but a a black power so there were black panthers back then and then black power people and he started the kwanzaa as a way for african americans to fight against and not celebrate the white holiday of christmas it's a it's a it's a if you're a christian you're 
that's your holiday. So it's not a race thing. But they made it a race thing. And uh, so it's a fake holiday made in the 60s. And it was to fight the commercialization of Christmas. There you go. I, w- I, w- I would love to know the real number of how many people actually celebrate Kwanzaa. And I would guarantee you it's less than uh, the amount of people who are actual right white supremacists in this country. So actually very few people probably celebrate it. And not only that, but if you're celebrating a holiday that it's kind of like Scientology and kind of like the religion. If your religion or your cult or your holiday wasn't made a thousand years ago, then it's not real. Let's make the cutoff a thousand years ago. So it's a thousand years ago. And uh, I don't know why I started talking about Christmas. But I want to move on to the next thing. Man, my transitions here with the topics. This is some some top-notch podcasting over here. Don't you guys agree? So an overweight trans stripper hired by the Seattle city government to fight homelessness. This was another thing I couldn't get to last week. I think because this, this broke on the weekend, and I do these podcasts on Tuesday. But there's a trend here. And uh, so so I had to do a little research. So Seattle has a big homeless problem. And uh, not as bad as California, not as bad as Stockton, not as bad as San Francisco or Los Angeles or New York. No, maybe maybe it's pretty similar to New York. I don't know how many New York have. But California is definitely definitely suffering the worst right now, I think. And uh, so Seattle has uh, 12,500 homeless people. And it's been going up. It's been going up a lot. So, you know, you know how how people say, people on the right, people on the libertarian side, people like me say taxation is theft. We say it's theft because government doesn't appropriate money properly. So government is incentivized to outspend what they spend every year or else their budget doesn't raise. So if your sector of government gets $20 million one year and you don't spend the full $20 million of your budget, then you're going you're to get less the next year. So you're incentivized to spend and overspend and say, you, you see, I, I, spent, I spent $21 million this year. We actually needed that, so then they give you that next year. So government has never been good with spending money. It incentivizes misuse of, of funds. And what you get with that is, is when you have the Seattle city government uh, making a conference to battle homelessness. So, so it says, a Seattle conference on homelessness organized by public employees last week featured a performance by a transsexual stripper. It was described on the agenda as a cultural presentation. The event ran with the theme of decolonizing our collective work. What the fuck does decol... This whole notion (laughs) that we need to decolonize things. Sorry, uh, I mentioned this in the Thanksgiving show, but we won. Typically, people who come to colonize a place win. We won. It's ours. Sorry, but this is a white nation for the most part. And, uh... You can't decolonize anything unless open borders and unless you're having more babies than we are, which is actually happening. So the only way to decolonize anything is to uh, cheat. You got to cheat and game the system and game the the voting base and all of that. 
But this whole, I hate that term, decolonizing our collective work. What the hell does that even mean? They use these words that you, that are in English, but don't mean anything. And then, and then it makes them sound smart and makes you feel dumb. And, uh, but it's not the case. They are, these are not impressive people, people in city government, not impressive people. And, uh, they, they don't have, they're not looking out for you or any of the taxpayers. The fact that they filmed this and that it was released is so crazy to me that they're actually proud of themselves. Now, supposedly the person who hired the transsexual black stripper, uh, who's also fat, not, you know, I don't, I don't know why I need to mention that, but I guess it's go big or go home when you're a victim. Not only are you black, not only are you transsexual, but you're fat. So you gotta hit, you gotta, you gotta be a victim in threes. If you're just a victim in one, like if you're gay, it's not a big deal anymore. Especially if you're white, not a big deal. No one cares. You're basically a white supremacist. But um, supposedly the person who hired this transsexual black stripper, it got fired, or I think got suspended. I don't know with these things. I don't know what these things. So, uh, according to Christopher Rufo, the author of the original tweet, oh, so I guess this leaked maybe. It's, he says, uh, for years, Seattle claimed that it needs more resources. Yeah, that's literally government's motto in general to solve homelessness. But as the first of all, for those of you that, that don't know, Seattle has a socialist mayor, has socialist city council. I'm talking about people actually in the socialist party. And they just passed a $15 minimum wage thing, uh, which kills jobs and kills businesses, especially small businesses. And uh, so, yeah, they need more resources. Always. Government does. But th this, is, um, this is a culture and a government in decline. But you have to pay attention to these sorts of instances because, yes, it's not nationwide, but this is happening more frequently. And you're getting a little peek into the future of the country as a whole, the future of uh, a nation rapidly in decline, a culture rapidly in decline. So uh, he goes on to say, but as the video shows, they find it totally appropriate to pay for a transgender stripper to grind on members of the region's homelessness nonprofits and taxpayer funded organizations rufo continues it's not a lack of resources but that prevents seattle from solving homelessness it's a lack of leadership uh it's a lack of leadership according to the puget sound business journal i don't know what that is King County spends more than $1 billion a year on homelessness programs, but have failed to deliver results for decades. Typically with these programs, they encourage people to be homeless. Like in, in, in uh, San Francisco, I know that if you're homeless, I think they give you, the government there gives you $800 a month. So obviously you don't get housing with that, but you can get food. You can live on the streets and get food and do your drug and get, m by the way, they're spending that on drugs, not on food. Um, if you look at all the needles on the street. So the video is so bizarre. When I have a show that is more of a vidcast than a podcast, you'll see it, things like this. But uh, the moves of this uh, black stripper, black transsexual stripper, 1.5 million views, crazy. Uh, the, the, the moves are impressive, so...
So, uh, wow. Wow. So, the the moves are pretty impressive because not very good dance moves, but wearing high heels, very overweight, and didn't fall over. I, I expect a person of this stature to just fall over. Why am I watching videos of fat people if they're not falling over? There was a bigger video this week of a Lizzo-type-looking woman. It looks like it's a wedding or something like that, and she stands up on a... She jumps onto a table. She doesn't stand up on a table. She jumps up on a table and totally does the splits, and then just the table collapses. It's almost as if fat people don't know they're fat because we're encouraging it. Fat people need to start realizing they're fat. So this... So the stripper is, um, they're grinding on people and they're putting money in his, um, brassiere and then he goes up and kisses them. It's really bizarre. How are you not falling over? And now the kiss happens. It's so weird. It's so weird. We're cheering for degeneracy. We're cheering for nonstop degeneracy. This is so bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, you know, it's kind of like um, there was a video. So um, I saw another video of a tranny dancing in a McDonald's, and it's not like this tranny only dances and was only dancing in this McDonald's, and it was just like a one-off. But I was looking at before I got blocked by that tranny uh i uh was looking at his profile and uh he does it in, in in subway he does it not in a subway but in another restaurant it's like this dude's thing is to go to these um this is not it's not like you're dancing on the corner and it's like public space you're going into private establishments and and disrupting people's food so um I, I the reason why that that person blocked me is because I wrote McDonald's didn't hire you to perform. You're a retarded degenerate thinking it's okay to act like that in front of kids. Go to your local drag club or library because of the drag queen story hour. I guess I guess they can do the, the that sort of sort of stuff in the libraries and got hired to do that because we're a culture in decline. But the um I'm always happy when people like that block me. Because deep down they know I'm right. I'm never going to see your profile again. But um, so that person got mad and that video went viral because another a, a black dude threw his fries in, in his face and uh, then he got thrown out. People are so afraid of hurting uh, uh, women, fake women, tranny women of color. They're, they're afraid of hurting their feelings so much and being blasted on social media that they allow this kind of behavior in um, in establishments like McDonald's. What should have happened was, oh, you're disrupting our establishment. You're going to get kicked out right away. But that didn't happen. It had to be a patron of the restaurant that threw his fries and then he gets kicked out. <laughs> but I like how they're... And, and by the way, it could only have been a black guy to do that because white people are so fucking timid right now that they don't want to they don't want to be blasted on social media and perceived as as racist. A black guy doesn't care. It's kind of like how black uh, it's kind of like how rappers 
again, typically black, will rap about whatever they want. They'll rap about bitches and hoes. They'll rap about all this stuff that, yes, I don't think is good for their culture and it encourages, encourages you know, unsavory behavior. But it's refreshing in the sense that if you if you listen to indie rock or anything that's dominated by white people, everything is so tame. It's so pussified. It it's like it's like the testosterone has been sucked out of all these artists. Go listen to Johnny Cash, what he was singing about in the nineteen fifties and sixties, and you're gonna be like, Wow, that guy has grit. Where's that? Where does that exist anymore in white dominated entertainment it doesn't because we're all afraid and we've all been neutered but black people haven't because you can't tell a black man what to do and what to think and what to say pc culture hasn't affected the black community they could still say whatever they want hence a dude like that will throw his fries and get kicked out of mcdonald's for for uh basically telling the tranny to shut the fuck up and leave and we all need to grow a backbone and have some balls like Harvey Weinstein. We have to have balls like Harvey Weinstein. Basically, look, don't sexually abuse ladies. Don't do the quid pro quo thing. Don't rape ladies. But have big old balls like Harvey Weinstein. That you could learn from even bad people. You know what I mean? So the the best segue I could do now in this episode is, look, I get a lot of, I get 90% of my information, that, that not, not, not my ideas and not my opinions and not, not my, uh, you know, the way I perceive the world. I don't get that from Twitter, but I, I get the information I talk about, the topics that I talk about on this, on this uh, podcast. I get it mostly from Twitter because Twitter is a really, really, really good tool to, to peek in to the weird side of culture and see what is really happening. What is the media ignoring? What is uh, what is being encouraged? What is the whole country going to be like five, ten years from now? You can look at that through Twitter. But I didn't use Twitter. So for those of you that don't know, I ran a tech startup for close to two years, built it from the ground up with my brother and my friend, raised $500,000 to make an app. It's still in the app store. It's still running. I'm just not a part of it anymore. And I understood that when I'm getting money from investors, I have to behave. So I can't go on Twitter and and say, I guess, things that can be perceived as racist or controversial. I can't say any of those things if I'm running a company and I expect to raise more money, especially from Silicon Valley and make a billion dollar company. That was that's the plan. That look, when you have a company, that's the plan, right? Didn't work out that way. But I had to behave. So, I'm capable of not using Twitter. I understand that Twitter is a cesspool of the worst of the worst. I totally get that. And I didn't use Twitter for 2 years. But I'm back on it obviously because it's good for the podcast. It's good for literally what I want to do right now and what I what I am doing right now. By the way, speaking of that, I'm filming my pilot for the show I'm making on Friday. And um, so I, I basically have to be on Twitter because I have to use the best tools at my disposal. And uh, But I did run across something yesterday and I envy. So PewDiePie quit Twitter 
for those of you that don't know, he's the biggest he's the biggest uh YouTuber. I actually think he might take a year off uh YouTube even because he makes 20 million dollars a year and he can. And for someone like him, if he abandons uh Twitter and abandons YouTube and all that for a year, two years, three years, he can come back even bigger than before because pe- people people will be uh begging for him and they'll miss him even more and they'll appreciate him even more. So he quit Twitter and um and I and he's able to because he has all the money in the world and he can always go back and nothing will nothing bad will happen to his business. If anything it might improve his business. But that being said, he made a really 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 good YouTube video. So most of his videos are talking about memes and uh talking about video games and all that but he made a video yesterday called i hate twitter and if you don't have to use twitter i actually agree with you if you can get off twitter and just not pay attention to this and feel like yeah i don't really look america it's a lost cause i don't need to keep harping about it i don't need to keep talking about freedom or the first amendment second amendment or anything like that uh, I have all the money in the world, and I, I, for the health of myself and my family, I'm just going to get off Twitter. So he did it. He deleted his Twitter. And uh, that's not where the story ends. He made a really good video. So he released it yesterday on December 16th, and it has uh, 4.1 million views. Uh, he has 102 million subscribers on YouTube. And um, slowly he's been getting red-pilled over the last... I would say five years. I guarantee you he's pretty right wing. And uh, he realized that the echo chamber is not healthy. He realized that j- that spending time and being plugged in online isn't healthy. And uh, I commend him for that. I think it's amazing. And uh, so he made this video. I loved it. And usually I show you videos that I hate. Like, look at what these fucking people are doing now. And then I And then I stop it. And then I'm like... Do you, do you see what that guy said? How, how could he have said that? But I didn't. This is not what I'm doing now. I'm really going to keep pausing this and be like, I like that. I like that point. I agree. And uh, so let's, I'm going to play. It's seven minutes long. Not sure I'm going to put the whole thing, but uh, this video is awesome. I hate Twitter. I think about deleting mine all the time. What I don't like is the constant posturing that goes on there. People just can't seem to help themselves from pointing out what is good and what is bad or how others are bad and you are good to a point where it almost becomes fiction just to satisfy this need. He's talking about virtue signaling. and uh, But look, I, don't, I do that, but I don't really talk about how good I am and how virtuous I am. I just uh, like pointing out how crazy the whole thing is and everything is. I don't mind that this happens. I understand that it does. But what annoys me most about it is that it gets rewarded. Through social media, we get likes, we get engagement by boasting about certain things. It's very popular. A classic example could be JK Rowling changing the sexual identity retroactively on her characters as a way to posture for social virtue points. This, to me, is a good example because most understand that it's complete bullshit, but it's not always easy to tell what is genuine online. Contrasting this using sports as an example, previously we have for thousands of years rewarded the winners, the people who act, the ones who run the fastest, swim the fastest, score the most goals, etc, etc. We don't reward the ones who say they run the fastest. (laughs) 
But thanks to social media, this is someone become backwards. You get rewarded for saying things that make you seem virtuous rather than acting on it. Obviously, this... You know what this reminds me of a little bit? The, the gun debate. So I love guns. I think aesthetically they're really cool. They feel awesome to hold. They make you feel like a god. And uh, it's, a, it's the best tool available to protect yourself. And uh, maybe prevent bad things from happening. Hence, our, our government ha- doesn't have hate speech laws because they know that they can't do that because of the First Amendment. And also because uh, America is full of badasses and we won't allow that. Look, take a look at the Clive and Bundy, the standoff between Obama's federal government and uh, the Bundy family. There was a huge standoff. It, it lasted a week. Th- shots were fired. It's not like it was a peaceful thing. And then, and then they won. And uh, that's because even though we've been neutered, this country is still full of badasses. So the the whole Twitter thing reminds me of of the gun debate. And the way I'm thinking about it is, um, a lot of people are like, "We should ban guns," and I go, "You can't ban something out of existence. The war on drugs failed." If anything, it makes it easier to get illegal drugs, right? So if you ban guns, a lot of law-abiding people would then be, be not law-abiding. They would not give up their guns. They're just going to hide it. And then the rest is just really bad people who have the guns. And then that's it. You can't ban something out of existence once it's out of Pandora's box. And um, I kind of think of it like the Internet. Um. So, yeah, you can't ban something out of existence. In my response to liberals who are like, we need to ban guns, I, I sometimes say, look, if it was possible to not only ban them out of existence through magic, and then um, and then not only that, but wipe our memories of guns, like so we just don't know that they ever existed, and never can replicate them and build them again, then sure. Let's go back to swords. I agree. Sure. But we can't. So it's kind of like the same thing with Twitter and the internet. Twitter is a gun. The internet's an even bigger gun. And uh, Pandora's box has been opened. I, I, I wish, I almost look back on the days, like nostalgia. I look back on the days before the internet and I'm like, man, that's when we should have stopped. Right there. Right before the internet was invented. Boom. Done. We don't need to invent more. Yeah, they're cell phones, I guess, but they're not really good. But we're not really plugged into them. And uh, let's just let's just stop inventing things. We can still invent really good medicine and live longer and, and healthier and all that. But with regards to that kind of technology, to be connected, to be plugged in all the time, um, I, uh, I the 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 cons outweigh the pros. So let's just not invent it. But Pandora's box has been opened. It's here. It's always going to be here. If it's not Twitter, it's going to be something else. And I have to kind of use it. I have to use it. But I understand why when you have millions of dollars and millions of fan, hundreds of millions of fans, you can take a break and just delete it. But, the, you know, but he's he look, he is absolutely right. He's absolutely right, especially if you're not into politics and uh, but you still pay attention to it. It's not. There's no positive that's going to really come from it. If this is not your business, you're just you're just setting yourself up to be, to be uh, miserable. 
There are people who should be paying attention to politics and should be paying attention to the trends. It's kind of like my opinion on voting. I think fewer people should vote. We should encourage fewer people to vote. We should encourage only the nerds, the people who are almost autistic about politics, to vote on both sides. And uh, I fall into that category. I've been interested in politics forever. For forever. So let's continue. Nearly to the same extent. But it explains why the side has become such a cesspool of opinion and how more often than not, the people who boast about being virtuous often reveals to be hiding the fact that through action, they are not. I feel like there's so many YouTubers I could call out. <laughs> but what is virtue then? And what makes someone actually virtuous? Well, luckily, this was answered by ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle. According to Aristotle, the path that leads to virtue is also the path that leads to happiness or a happy life. I find it kind of humorous with the never-ending self-help books that exist that still tries to answer this question today when it was answered over 2,000 years ago by the ancient Greek word eudaimonia. What does this mean? Keep watching. We'll explore. Please watch. First, I just want to say I think it's so fucking cool. The more I study ancient Greek philosophy, the more I'm just amazed by it. First, we had Socrates, one of the arguably greatest philosophers of all time, who taught, using that word loosely, by the way, Plato my favorite philosopher or an amazing writer and plato then created his famous school the academy which aristotle then enrolled in and aristotle has been described as the great the one philosopher i mean what a lineage but wait it goes on aristotle also taught alexander the fucking great <laughs> I didn't know this. How insane is this? The guy that took over the fucking world. Anyhow, in the book Nicomachean Ethics by Aristotle, it wasn't actually written by Aristotle. It's notes taken down from his lectures by his son, Nicomachean. Some argue this is the most important work of philosophy ever written. And in it, we get the answer, what is virtue? According to Aristotle, virtue is habit. What this means is that it can't be taught. You can't teach someone how to be a good person or how to act the right way. Instead, it's something that comes through practice. One good act doesn't make you a virtuous person. Instead, it's something that you have to keep practicing through action and through habit can achieve. After reading this, I find myself looking at my own upbringing and how habit has shaped who I am. I never realized just how much of my whole life and my whole being is based on habit, my moral, my choices, all of this. If you strip down this idea of right action through habit, you could compare it to machine learning or self-taught AI, which actually works similar to how a human brain functions and learns, just in a massively simplified way. For example, if a self-taught AI... You get it. Uh, I'm not going to go through the rest of the video. You should watch it. Uh, it's PewDiePie. I hate Twitter. But what he goes on to say is that uh, he's ba he, he's amazed that we have all this information from the from thousands of years ago in the past that is basically the answers that we're all looking for today and uh i think of it as the sa the same way with with music it's timeless it's all timeless it's all al already been done anything worth um worth talking about and worth um basically keeping alive it, the answers are all there. So we're always on the lookout for new fashion, new music, new entertainment, n more, more, more things to consume, more content. New, 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 new. But nothing is made to last anymore. Nothing is going to... Everything made now is not going to last like things that were made hundreds or thousands of years ago. There's a reason why people flock to look at 
the ruins in Egypt or or Rome or any of these places. There's a reason why classical music is always going to be there and it's always going to be relevant and timeless and it's always going to be used in movies. It's always going to be used in, in everything. There's a reason why um, modern art museums suck and most people, they're, they're more like novelties and parody of art and people don't really visit, flock to visit those and there's a reason why traditional art is um, revered forever. And it's because it's sad, but the best things that humanity have have created, the, the best things we've created as a race um, have already been created. It, it, it's like the best is yet to come. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. And that, that, that includes thought. That includes philosophy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting. Super interesting. The, the older I'm getting, the more I'm hating what is being fed to us. What is being revered at this moment. I mean, if you look at it like the best movie, the, what was considered the best movie 10 years ago, it, it, you won't remember it. It's all garbage. I have uh, very little time left on this podcast. I've kind of uh, kind of been stuck on certain things, but I want to get to the next thing. So um, you know how I was talking about Twitter and how it's the best the, the best tool to look into the future of this country is Twitter. The best tool to look at the trends is Twitter. Um, and then, you know, again, people will be like, those are those are isolated instances. Those that doesn't happen everywhere. Of course, that happened in San Francisco. Of course, that happened in Seattle. Of course, uh, that tranny was dancing in a McDonald's in New York, of course. But that's not going to happen anywhere else. That's where you're wrong. Things are starting to percolate in Texas, Texas, of all places, like that kid who they were going to put on hormone blockers, the seven year old. So the but the best country to look at to look to 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 predict the future of our country is uh is the UK is uh Great Britain which is not really Great Britain anymore. So um the the reason is is this is a really good example. So they just had an election Boris Johnson won in a landslide. The media, the 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 the, the famous people uh the young people, everyone was so sure that the Labour Party, which is their socialist party, was going to win in a landslide, that they were going to win, but they didn't. And then you know what happens when, they're, when they live in their echo chambers online? Because Twitter is an echo chamber, and, and people there were people saying, how did this happen? Look at this tweet compared to this tweet. Look how many, uh, how many hundreds of thousands of likes this tweet that is my political opinion compared to the conservative opinion. Look at the, look at the difference. Someone cheated. This, this election was, was, uh, was stolen from us, and someone was cheated. It's funny because you look at Britain, what's happening there, and you can see the future of our country, but you're, it's also like looking into the past. It's almost like this is just a vicious cycle now and we're we're in a we're in a weird groundhog day type situation because they bought into their echo chamber they're like how did this happen it's such deja vu to me but there was this uh they had huge protests after an election that i don't think the russians interfered with <laughs> i don't think uh ukraine interfered with it i don't think the russians interfered i don't think putin had anything to do with this but um all the gay protesters i mean i mean i mean literally gay also protesters 
were out there, and they're so weak and so soft. I mean, you look at them. They just look so soft, like they've just been eating garbage and soy for the past 10 years. But the funny thing is is that they look to the government to overthrow itself. Overthrow used to mean actual revolution. Like, we're going to rise up. We're not going to be behind the barricades. We're going to fight the police, and we're going to storm parliament and actually overthrow the government. They don't do that. They're they're literally asking for the government to overthrow itself from a fair election. That is hilarious to me that they're asking the government to overthrow itself. Never in the history of humanity has the o- the government overthrown itself without bloody revolution. But uh, let's listen to this minute video of chaos in London, socialist clash with police. And uh, this is what happens when you buy into your echo chamber, when you believe the reality that... that is online which is not real it's not real in the sense of um numbers the numbers aren't on your side you have to recognize that everything both sides have it it's an echo chamber again use it with a grain of salt use these tools with a grain of salt just just pay attention to trends and and that sort of stuff but let's watch this So they're under their the NHS is the National Health something services. So it's their free their free healthcare. By the way, the Conservative Party in the UK is basically the Democratic Party in the United States. They 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 don't actually have conservatives there. So the closest to conservatism in in the UK is our old school Democrats. So your your free healthcare isn't going to go away. These people are dressed so bizarrely, by the way. Like, the girl that I was talking, I, it looked like a dude. Um, and uh, when you, you notice when people have no substance behind their quarrels and their... What's the other word? I don't know words, you guys. I don't know any words. But when people don't have substance with their beliefs, they, uh, they just resort to, that's sexist, that's racist, and Boris Johnson is a homophobe, transphobe, uh, Islamophobe. They just use those words, and then you don't really have to... Um, that's why that, that, that their side is so weak. It's because they, they don't have to debate. The debate is over after they say those words, those buzzwords. But let's go on. He is a pig, and I'm so ashamed that he's the prime minister of my country. It's disgusting, and I wish him the worst. I wish him a horrible death. I don't know if you're allowed to put that online. <laughs> but he's fucking everything up for... People my age, our future, I plan to work in the NHS, I plan to be a doctor, I plan to actually... She plans to be a doctor, but also... And he doesn't care, and to see working also, with people... I hope he has a miserable death. Literally not any of these people, not one of these people have actually had any... Um, any reasons why they're out protesting. Okay, your guy didn't win. What are you actually protesting? You you lose sometimes in life. And yeah, I wish him the worst. Go fuck yourself, Boris Johnson. Honestly, what a cunt. Sorry. Boris Johnson! Not my prime minister! Boris Johnson! Not my prime minister! You know, usually with pe- people with British accents, you, you kind of... Th- you kind of think uh, you trick yourself. You're like, oh man, that person's really smart. They have a British accent. They're really smart, but they're 
with this, you know, it's hard to think of these people as as impressive in any manner. But um, where have I heard not – so they're saying Boris Johnson, not my prime minister. Where have I heard that before? It's like going back in time and then also seeing the future at the same time. It's like, it's like uh, experiencing – time and space is bending and you're experiencing things in the past, in the present, in the future all at the same time. It's very interesting. Not my prime minister. Not only did we hear that about Trump three years ago, we're going to hear it again in a year. And it's going to be hilarious. I'm calling it now. That's what We're going to experience all of this again. Um, I love when people who, who uh, suck the teat of government or I love when globalists or any of these kinds of people lose. And they're going to continue to lose because their whole scam has ran out. It's it's definitely overstayed its welcome. It's done. It's done. These people are so uh, pampered and so posh and so comfortable and privileged and, and live in an echo chamber and all of that, that uh, they despise their national identity. They despise it. Because they buy into ending the colonialization. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Decolonizing. We got to decolonize our... Um, they hate themselves so much that they buy into the self-hatred. They, they buy into the narrative of self-hatred. They buy into it. But they're not willing to give up their lifestyle. They want to they wanna do it for you. <laughs> it's so it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um I'm I'm done. This podcast is done. Someone sent me a really good question that I'll get to on Friday. On Friday, by the way, I'm gonna do two shows. One of them you're not seeing. On Friday I'm gonna do Sidecast episode seventy nine and then I'm gonna record my pilot for this network I'm trying to get on to. But it's gonna be good and I will get that job. And this podcast will be renamed. And uh, I will be behind a paywall also. But uh, I got a really good question that, uh, yeah, how do we stop the decline? I want to answer that next uh, next episode. But for now, that was Sadcast episode 78. Here's a song. I love you. Bye. Ever since I was a star.